Previously on Roll Game Roleplay. Oh, are you adventurers? Here I've got a quest for you. Need some help in my farm. Some of the hay has teeth now. From from inside the house, Arrow comes out, lands on this hay mimic. Ah! Dead. <laughs> Does it make any dying noises? Cherry's clapping from the porch. Excuse me. Uh, Calhoun General Greeting. That's me. There was a note. Uh, there was a note on a sign outside. Do you happen to know anything about those numbers? I'm a listener, you see, of podcasts. Is this a fucking ad? Uh, are those are those episode names or titles uh, or some shit? Uh, we have to go to Gold Farms and dig through the haystacks. That's what it says on season four, episode 15, 362 Moose. We have to dig through each haystack to find my thing. Welcome to Roll Gay Roleplay, a real gay, real play D&D podcast. I'm Chris the DM, and Mark is still asleep. Still. Hi, my name is Katie, and I play Cherry Chapo, and it's the weekend. You're allowed to sleep as late as you want. My name is Brandon. I play Humphrey Evan After, and it's 7 p.m. You shouldn't still be sleeping. <laughs> it's not 7 p.m. <laughs> Liar. Hi, I'm Tisha, and it's the weekend blinding lights. Okay. Hi there. I am famous actress Sigourney Weaver. And uh, please, God, please don't let me be normal. And acting over. And scene. Where's my Grammy? And scene. You're not normal. You seem very alien to me, Sigourney. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Is that what she's from, Alien? Yes. <laughs> One of the many you. things she's from. Sigourney I've Weaver? Never seen it. A- alien kind of leads into our question this week, actually. I don't, I don't think it does. It no, does. let him finish. I want to see how this... Okay, yes. Work your magic. Would, would an alien encounter not be a creepy encounter? Because our question is, have you had a creepy experience or a creepy encounter? And I would think that aliens counts in that. I don't think it has to just be a ghost or spiritual to be a creepy encounter. Creepy encounter as in like... Oh, I just thought we were talking about men. I also thought that. Because I immediately like, I, started thinking of like finder dates. I am so sorry. I did not think about. No, I'm in. I'm in Chris's headspace. I wasn't thinking about like creepy people. I was thinking about like supernatural or something. So I shouldn't tell Ooh. the story about how. Never mind. Okay. Yo, I got both though. Hold on. <laughs> there we go. One time, this male presenting alien. <laughs> Oh, I can't. I totally took it differently. I thought we were thinking more supernatural, which is why the tie-in did make sense. I was not talking about the time the alien hit on me. No, I I did too. You can you can talk about both. How, yeah, I was like, how about you? If it's creepy, do it. One creepy and then one spooky. No, or just choose one. I think the whole podcast is just intro now. I'll go first. I have never had a supernatural uh, spooky encounter ever. I. I'm interested in other people's stories. Absolutely. I love hearing them. I've never had one. 
I don't know if I want to or I just want to hear other people's experiences. As far as creepy like person, I did have somebody stalk me one time. Oh my god. Uh, I had to get a restraining order against them cuz they kept I used to work at a community college and my office hours are always po- were always posted and so they would come to my office hours every single time. Gross, in there. gross, gross. And gross. then they found out my home address and they would show up at my house. Gross. And yeah. Uh. And it started out because they were trying to get into my class and they there wasn't enough room. So they started talking to me, asking me to get into the class. And I'm like, no, like, sorry, like, you can't. And then it just snowballed from there into a restraining order. Bad. Wow. Yikes. Bad. That is bad. Really, really bad. Yeah, but no spooky encounters. Uh, that would be that would be cool though okay well i hope you get a ghost <laughs> a nice one i uh i hope you get another spooky encounter and not a creepy encounter and i, I guess i just have like a nice face like resting nice face so i just get approached by a lot of people especially when, like when i'm listening to music with my headphones on like don't i'm like it's normally for directions but like i'm not great at directions and they get mad at me for not being good at directions oh my god yeah but you have your headphones in that right. means don't talk to me oh my god i play my music loud so like they have to be like physically mouthing at me and like you know like waving their hands and stuff and like making eye contact to, like get me to Gross. take my headphones off i guess it's just guess i've been conditioned to be like hi yep can i help you what's going on instead of going like oh what what the fuck leave me alone I used to work nights at like a restaurant in like the downtown core and it was like a tourist area so it was just full of drunk teenagers or university students, people panhandling, tourists, politicians. Like you know it's just really busy and it was really rough and I had to walk home alone at night and I have never had a spooky experience. I have just read some spooky books like books with some bad vibes but nothing has actually like happened. Okay. Yikes. That's um, it. I once went on a ghost tour in... Mm. I have no idea where I was. <laughs> Maybe that's the ghost playing tricks Just on me. took your memory. <laughs> yeah, but we went on like a historical ghost tour and you get like these little beepers that you hold up to stuff and you press and it lights up when they're like, it's a ghost! <laughs> oh, it's a ghost! <laughs> right? And they were like, also don't go near electrical boxes. And we were like, why? Because they're full of ghosts? And they were like, shut up. Um, oh. So I don't really have any real paranormal experience, but I do have creepy dude experience where like every time you go to a bar and someone's like, hey, can I like try your glasses on? Like, oh my God, you're so blind. That's crazy. Oh, God. Right. Fucking hate that. Or like when I was in college, we, I went to a bar with a bunch of friends after a D&D session, which is kind of funny. And um, we're talking about nerdship and some dude came up to us and was like, Blah, 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 blah. I'm an art dealer. I make lots of money. Let me talk to you. And we were like, okay, dude. He was like our age. He was like mid-20s. And he started hitting on me real hard. And I made it pretty clear I wasn't interested. And he was like, well, what are you drinking? Let me buy you a drink. I was like, I don't want to drink. It was fucking, it was dollar drink night. And I was drinking a dollar beer. So I was like, I don't, thanks, but I don't need you to buy me a fucking plastic cup full of Bud Light. And um, he, he just kept asking and insinuating. And then at one point he disappeared and came back with a couple beers and handed me one. And he was like, hey, this is for you. And I was like, thanks. Even though I told you I didn't want it multiple times. And then I handed it to one of my friends who said he wanted it. And he got so like, 
why would you do something like that? It's so disrespectful to me, Robin. You're, I, it was very like white knight. You don't like nice guys, kind of situation. Yo, so he had a fedora and a neck beard. Emotionally, yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> very aggressive. Yes, an emotional neck beard. What a heavenly way to die. I'm sorry. I'm glad that you didn't drink it too, because I was, I was scared you're gonna be like, yeah, my friend got really, really sick afterwards, and I was gonna be like, girl, he tried no. to drug you. <laughs> I have been drugged before, but that's a different story. But I was like. If my friend hadn't said he wanted it, I was literally about to pour it out on the floor in front of myself. Right. And I just... Incredible. Disrespect your surroundings. <laughs> oh my god, yes. It's very much like that little baby wolf meme of like, I said I didn't want to drink, so I poured the drink out. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, um, a, a, a creepy encounter I had was um, back whenever I was living in like this old ass house with one of my, one of my girlfriends... Um, I had a dream, and in the dream, I was at the door, and there was a female fox on the front door, and there was a male fox on the other door, and the male fox kept knocking on the door, and the female fox like had like this look of like pure horror and was like, do not let it in. Do not let it in. And so I wouldn't let it in, and it kept getting louder and louder. And then as I woke up, I swear to God, I heard knocking at the front door of this old of the old ass house I like stayed in, and Ooh. so I went downstairs, like turned on all the lights. Um, didn't believe in Jesus, but I kind of did right then and there. And then, um, <laughs> like looked out the window, and there was like nothing there. But like to this day, I swear that I heard knocking. So that was oh, the creepy experience. That was like ooky spooky. And then like I have a lot of awkward experiences with men being that I used to be a grinder hoe. So yeah, leave it up to your imagination and then go on to the next person. So for creepy experiences, I was in my parents' old house and I was in my bedroom. I was laying on the ground for some reason. Couldn't tell you why. Cause I was an angsty teen and listening to music. I don't know. And I <laughs> turned my head to under my bed, which was completely dark and I heard a little girl's voice say, can I talk to you? Rip. And I immediately said no. And I got up and I left the room. <laughs> and I never heard it again. Clear as day when it happened. And it scared the shit out of me. And I was just like, I'm never even looking under my bed again. Whatever's there is there. It's claimed. <laughs> I hear you. Because I would have audibly said no out loud. To, no, you cannot talk to me. And then I would have left. No, you cannot talk to me. Nope. I Not welcome here. I am so surprised, Chris, that you didn't say yes and investigate it. I don't know why. I just picture that out of you. I do also feel like that would be very Chris. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not having anything to do with that. Because if you invite them in, then they're there. Then you've done it. You've done that to mm. yourself. Uh-uh. I watch any supernatural movie going, you could have just said no. You didn't need to invite any don't don't investigate it. Because if you don't look for it, they're not gonna come out. I look at it like spiders. Yes. You leave them alone, they'll leave you alone. And normally as white people, we instigate. I don't know why I clocked you the opposite. I co- completely clocked you the opposite. I feel like everyone should feel safe to come out, including ghosts. <laughs> I will, I will do it in someone else's house, not in my house, not where I'm at. I'm interested in it elsewhere, but this house is ghost-free. And if it, if it has them, then they're doing their thing and I'm doing mine. What if it's like uh, you find a weird book in the basement? You well, just I'll leave it, leave it there. Bury it. It's, it's theirs. You, uh, you wouldn't play any nope. tapes? Nope, nope, nope. Not in this house. I will encourage other people to do it and report back to me. 
but I, I'm not doing it. I want to believe in these things. That's the thing is I want to believe that ghosts are real and, and alien encounters happen. And I want to believe all of that. But this never happened to me. And every time somebody said that it's happening right now in front of me, I'm like, no, like, I just can't see it. Maybe I don't have a third eye or something, but I don't see anything there. There's literally a tree branch on the ground that you stepped on. So if you're a ghost and you're a listener, Chris is formally inviting you in. Absolutely so. not. Absolutely not. Tisha's house. Tisha. 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 Yeah. Uh-huh. Tisha. We're inviting you into my house while Chris is here. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's fine. But then when Chris leaves, you got to go too. Sorry. Yeah, you got to go. Like if, if you're in, once I once I see that you're you exist, then I I'm good. Right. Like you can go. Or I mean, you can stay and pay half this rent though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, if you uh, you don't even have to pay rent. Like, if you just want to like do my laundry for me. Oh my god, yes. Yeah, that's fair. You can rattle as many chains as you want. That's fine. Absolutely. Right. You know, just do these chores. I am a heavy sleeper. <laughs> do whatever you want. <laughs> oh. oh, and as for creepy uh, men encounter, I didn't think of this as creepy until fairly recently. Actually, just thinking back on it, when I was getting my driver's license, when I was in driving school, my driving teacher whenever we did ride-alongs he only had me in the car i was never partnered with someone else and he tried to feed me french fries while i was driving what with his mouth what (laughs) thankfully not with his mouth it was so weird he was like he's like i'm hungry are you hungry and i was like no i just want to get this done like i'm just doing my hours man and like he had me go through a drive-thru he's like what do you want i was like i don't want anything i really don't he's like kept pushing the issue and then he like ordered fries and he's like here get some fries and i was like i don't want to take my hands off the wheel like i'm really it was like my second time driving i was like i don't want to do that right now and so he pulls fries out with his hand and like forces it towards my mouth and i was like no okay so i took my hand and took it from his hand like, you're not gonna feed me dude oh my god i had a normal driving teacher he had a system where he kept his hand on your thigh and if you were getting dangerous he would squeeze your thigh <laughs> we must have the same driving teacher <sighs> yeah he was so fucking weird. He was the football coach, too. He was football coach and driving instructor. That's his job. Right, and the women's cheerleading coach. Yeah, women's volleyball. That's so creepy. Oh. That's so creepy. That's so creepy. Yeah, thinking back on it, really weird. I should have told somebody. I really should have told somebody. So- told no one. Didn't think twice. I just wanted to get my hours in. Eat these fries. Oh, no, I spilled the fries <laughs> in my lap. Are you going to reach for them? <laughs> Yeah, okay, so then we're going to end uh, transition. Uh, uh. <laughs> I didn't get to hear about Jonathan, like, having some weird Tinder date where he wanted to lick Jonathan's eyelids or something, and I'm a little disappointed. Ew, ew, <laughs> no one's licking anybody's eyelids. That was a thing for a while. I'm missing out. Writing this all down. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, yeah, so let's get started with um, mm. today's episode. Yeah, so do we remember where we last left off? Oh, no, oh, oh, oh. We were um we were at Gold's Farm. I yes. got a wallet. Yes. Yes, and now we are on the trail for um for uh Humphreys and Edith's and um well we can't do Homegirl cherries cuz I kind of ruined that. But we're I mean we can. Might not come back. We're on the hunt for everyone's final weapon so that we can defeat Sin and save Xanarkand. <laughs> Oh my god, are you playing? I'm playing the, the Strangers of Paradise where they're like, Chaos! Are you chaos? I, I'm looking for chaos! Yeah, you are, you just, you just ended your time at Gold Farms going through the haystacks, finding the mimics among them, and Cleo found a magical wallet. So now, money isn't really an issue for you. 
as long as I don't do too much. Yeah, there is a legend behind it that the uh, the fish scales that it's made from will punish greed, I think it said. And Cleo's not a greedy person. Excessive greed. This, yeah, this works excessive out. excessive greed. Also, thank you to Andrea, because she also helped me figure <laughs> out that my wallet was at Gold's Farm. What? I'm the one that said 79 is the atomic number for gold. Yes, and then and then Andrea and I had like a long conversation about like the rest of y'all stuff too, and she's like on the hunt to figure out the rest of y'all's uh, items. She's she's done very well so far. Yeah. yeah, I wish I could play like that. I see you, Andrea. What's it like to have a brain when someone asks you a direct question? Right, right, and you don't fumble your words, but you're like, man, I got the knowledge. <laughs> I got the knowledge. Weren't we on our way? Like Gold's Farm was on our way to somewhere else, right? It was. You were heading to Ebony North because you wanted to have a meeting with the king, King TBD. King DDD. Because uh, you wanted to get to the bottom of this uh, fairy godmother issue. You can't quite get into her house because of the gingerbread barrier slash vacuum of a door. But we learned that it doesn't work on uh, fairy godmother magic. So if we can, like, find a way to cover ourselves. Yes, indeed. So yeah, your next stop, I believe, was you were on your way to Ebony North. You want to meet the king. You want to find out some info from him. Are we going to kill the king if he's evil? We're pretty sure he's evil. Are are you letting Cleo lead this? We don't need to come into a new world and overthrow the governing system. What are we, America? Okay, but like, what's the point of fantasy role play if we can't overthrow the government? I am the mother of dragons, okay? Like, I will do whatever I want. You've literally killed baby dragons in this session. I am saying that she overthrew the government, too, and she spent her time reconciling what she had done. And I'm going to do the same as the mother killer of dragons killer mother. (laughs) She went crazy and burned down a whole town. Is that what you're going to do? Yes. It's just because the bells were too loud. Sensorily overwhelmed. (laughs) And you take the king... Ron, no. Okay. Wait, Chris, if you don't just start, this is going to go on for 45 minutes. You got it. <laughs> All right. So then I don't think there was anything else you needed to do in Gold Farms. You talked to the farmer and he just needed you to clear out his hay and bring in the good stuff. And you brought in most of it. You destroyed a lot of it. So he's going to go. You left a little bit of a mess for him. But they were full of mimics, though. Right. True. You did get rid of the mimics for him. So. Oh, yeah. I was I was sniper Cleo. Yes. Yeah. He almost burned down his farm a couple times. He wouldn't let me because apparently he needed that stuff to make money or whatever. Money is just an object, okay? It's not even real. My name's General Greeting, and I like to make a living. (laughs) (laughs) It's right, General Greeting. Oh, my animals will die. Oh, okay. So are we we're we're done with gold farms. You've found your clue, you found your magical item, and now we're on our way to Ebony North, right? Yes. Sound yeah. good? Mm-hmm. Cool. Good. Then you can make your way to Ebony North. Ebony North is where the king resides. This is a beautiful large city. The most well-off city you've visited so far in the fairy world. All the streets are paved smoothly with cobblestone everything is black with contrasting white or gray window trim doors things like that very goth yeah it's very proper goth everything has just got a little bit of eccentricity to it yeah as you come into the town this seems to be just a very clean well-to-do city all over they eat the poor people (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're, you're getting the right vibe from this, yeah. So yeah, what would you like to do? You've got a uh, a shop that you're coming up on, if you'd like to talk to a shopkeeper about something, or... Yes, oh my god, absolutely. What kind of shop is it? It's a stuff shop. 
Okay. Is this an almost useful stuff show? No. Can Cleo walk in? Yeah, absolutely. So Cleo saunters in, um, heels ready to go click clack. And uh, I want to see where the shopkeep is. Sure. There's a short dwarven person behind a counter of a black and gray shop. All the shelves are glass. Yes, everything is very pristine. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Approach. Or hello, I am Florals and Spring. And who are your? Hi, hi, I'm Calvin. Or Calvin. No. Yeah, I'm Calvin. <laughs> that rhymes with Alvin. Well, welcome to Calvin's Could Be Useful Items. Okay. So, I noticed uh, that you have some things around here. Would, could you please point me in the direction of something uh, that I could possibly use uh, as a gift for the king when we go and visit him? Oh, oh, you're visiting King TBD. King King TBD, he's great. He provides for everyone in this kingdom. Oh, that's fantastic. Speaking of King TBD, do you happen to know uh, anything about the fairy godmother and the relationship that she may have with oh, King oh, TBD? Oh, sh- don't don't talk about her. Not not here. Uh uh and uh Calvin will nod his head to the left a little bit. There's a little plaque on the wall that says property of King TBD. He goes, ha, we'll just, um, nope, the king is great, and we don't need to worry about that menace. I open the door, and I'm going to threaten him if he doesn't give me this information. And I'm going to say, <laughs> our King TBD earns this shop, and the fairy god, no, and no, I no, stop right don't. there, and I say, and then I go back to course, and I say, I can say it even louder if you want me to, or you can tell me what you know. You don't need to say anything more. The guards don't need to come in here. Just keep quiet, okay? Why don't I, why don't I show you what, what, what I have, my, my wares? Yeah, and you can also tell me what you know. Wait, are we insinuating that the owner of this shop is conspiring with the fair godmother against the king? No, I just need him to tell me the information that I know. That he knows. Yeah, the, so, so, okay, this shop is owned by King TBD. From this interaction, we gather that King TBD does not want any, like, anything to do with the fairy godmother if the fairy godmother is spoken about the guards are going to come in so i think he's kind of on the hunt for the queen or for the fairy godmother right but i mean there's there are no guards in here so he can literally just tell me what he knows maybe there's magic surveillance yeah all right listen okay we've been making quite quite a bit of enemies uh already namely this big huge dragon that uh murdered uh i'll Either murdered or almost murdered all of us. I mean, dragons are naturally evil. Well, that that's fair. Uh, but we don't need to go about making extra enemies. Listen here, Calvin. Right, Calvin. 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 Yeah. Is that with a a, a C or a K? Uh, both. Oh okay. C. Okay. C and a K. All right. All right. Uh, wh- what are your pronouns here, Calvin? doesn't really matter you can call me whatever you want if you're buying something <laughs> we we for sure will buy buy uh i think what what my compatriot here hubba bubba is trying to do is just maybe get a little bit of information so if you i, I get that we shouldn't speak about certain things but if you have anything in this shop that maybe could be used as a writing utensil with something you could write on to give that information we would happily buy it uh, well, if you if you need the uh, answers uh, to questions, then I, I do have this object. It's a magic nipple ball. Oh, my God. All right, and what does it do? Well, you, you ask it a question, and then you turn it upside down, and then you see what the nipple says on the inside. 
Can we test it out? Oh, Tisha hasn't already bought it. (laughs) Tisha isn't in this campaign. It's just Edith. She's not obsessed with nipples. I don't think. I don't think I did that to her. Calvin will uh, hand it over to whoever would like to ask it a question. Um, I ask it a question. What do you ask it? Um, I say, oh, wondrous nipple bowl, please tell me what gift inside of this shop would be great for King TBD. And you shake the magic nipple ball and you flip it over and a nipple pops up in the little window and says, if the nip slips, you must equip. Oh, oh my God. Nip slips, you must equip. 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 It's the, it's an OJ. It's an OJ. I got that part. I'm saying I don't, that's not very helpful. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you think anything in this shop would be helpful? Well, I mean, once again, Cleo does not know (laughs) Alvin. Okay. I feel like the knowledge transcends (laughs) campaigns. Um, I say, or Laura, uh, Calvin, uh, this, uh, this nipple bowl, it's not really, um, it's, it's not really giving me the answer that I was looking for. Wait a second, Florals. I I think that it's asking us to show, I think the ball wants to see our nipples, right? Uh, It wants a nip slip and then we'll be forgiven for all of our sins, right? uh, Is that how that works, Calvin? I mean, I'll see nipples. Humphrey pulls their shirt open and there's a gumdrop nipple. <laughs> yes. Um, Cherry's 12, so she's covered her eyes and gotten to sit outside. I wonder how we know if this is working. I, well, if, if the magic nipple ball isn't doing it for you, I, I do have uh, other items. I have this, um, I have an air odorizer. Makes the air smell bad. I, I have a toilet clogger. Humphrey also leaves. No, no, wait, I have, I have weight fluctuation pills. Some make you big, some make you small. Sometimes it's permanent. Sometimes it's permanent. Yeah, uh, side effects may vary. <laughs> I've got a bamboo body pillow. It's it's made of bamboo stalks tied together. Kind of I, uncomfortable. Cleo looks. How is that a body pillow? <laughs> Cleo looks at the um the air odorizer and immediately thinks that he can use that for something. So he says, "Our right, uh, Calvin, thank you so much for showing us all of y'all could be useful wares." Yeah, I I would love to say that uh, the price of that uh, air odorizer over there. Ah, the air odorizer. Sure, that's uh, that's a uh, it's ten gold. I, I can do uh, fifteen gold if you also want to add in the uh, stressed out ball. Uh, when you squeeze it, it brings up an unpleasant memory that you've forgotten about. Oh, I'll take that. I was going to say, Cleo's eyes light up. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, sorry. And then I uh, um, reach into... Uh, oh, wait, no, I haven't attuned to my wallet yet. Oh. Oh, that sucks. Okay, well, um, Cleo uh, says, uh, if you could just please, um, do you all have a, a layaway plan? That, uh, we could possibly come back at a later date. And oh, uh, I could retrieve. Don't you have a magic wallet? Cleo's not attuned to it yet. Ah. You, uh, if you could please hold these items for us so that we can procure them at a later date. Thank you. Oh, sure. Um, I, I, I do have something else. You said you're bringing something to the king. The king does like weapons. I, I have a two-way taser, so you both get shocked when you use it. <laughs> All right, that, seem, that seems uh, like it would uh, possibly um, piss him off. Yeah, but it could be useful. But it's not. A two-way taser. And I think that Cleo is also, like, seeing all of these, like, things that are not done well, and that's, like, fucking up his desire for science. So he, like, (laughs) hates this place, so he leaves. 
Okay, okay. Uh, before I go, how how much are th- can you tell me what these these weight fluctuator things look like? Calvin will pull out the bottle of weight fluctuation pills and pour them out into his hand, and they just look like uh, different colored oblong shaped gummies. Okay, uh, I will take those. Yeah. Um, okay. Can, great, great. Will you? Can I pay you an HP? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm I'm feeling pretty good right now. We could change that. <laughs> Why okay. do you hate me uh, so much? I have, I have zero, I have zero um, actual like monetary stuff. I don't know. I don't even know what they use uh, for money here. To be honest, uh, gold, gold, gold works. Gold's fine. Uh, I, I can just add uh, it to the layaway if you'd like. Yeah. Do you need like my ID or something? Or I, yeah, just... I, I think I should know who I'm keeping it for. Your friend already walked out, huh? So. All right. Well, my name is Edith. Edith. Okay. How many D's is that? That's uh, just one. One, one okay. D. One, one, yeah. one D. When's thereafter? Uh, I, I honestly don't have... I can show you my cool tattoo right here on my elbow. Uh, so that way you know, like... I don't think anybody else has that, this tattoo. It's a it's a monocle, see? Oh, oh yeah. I, so do, now I you... do. Yeah, a monocle. Okay, I'll... Um, um, I'll, I'll, I'll put that on there. Uh, yes. Do you guys, do you know the, you know the king? King TPD? We, we don't know the king yet. We're, we're going to go visit the king. Uh, we have some, there's, there's a couple things that we want to talk to him about. Maybe get some guidance or see what he knows. We have, uh, my brother, you see, he's been cursed. Okay. I got cursed too, but in a different way, a way I can live with and live the rest of my life that way. But my brother, can't and it's getting worse so we we need to figure that out um actually the little girl who left pretty early when you tried to pull out this nipple thing uh she's her grandma's missing uh Uh oh and then also there's this this big black dragon you see uh over there in mint cove and the miners can't keep mining to make metals or to get metals for you know, all the stuff that we use. And I also owe some, uh, <laughs> I also owe some stuff to, uh, the tree. Oh, shoot. What was the tree guy's name? Sick, sick Nabin. I also owe, uh, sick Nabin some arrowheads. So. Oh, uh, well, yeah. I, I, I would suggest maybe talking about to the, the prince's squire instead of going directly to the king. King's kind of hard to, hard to talk to sometimes. So. Uh, I mean, I, you can just walk up and talk to him. But the the prince's squire has been hanging out at the uh, the candy factory. It's a, it's a bar down the street. Oh, actually, that would that would, that's very helpful. Thank you. Uh, I really appreciate that, there, uh, Kelvin. Yeah, I, I look forward to seeing you when you come pick up your items. I hope they I hope they're useful for you. Yeah. Thanks. Uh huh. For any, anything nope. else I can do? Nope. That's that's it. I I really appreciate you. And she shakes their hand. All right. See you soon. Bye. Cherry's gonna yell through the door. Is there is there anything in there that I would find interesting? Oh, Cherry, you know what? I have the best idea. This, uh, th- in there, there is a uh, taser that tases you and the person you're attacking. And instead of getting Umfrey to kick you all the time, you could just use the taser. That's actually a really good idea. Is my job being automated? <laughs> it seems like it. I mean, it's a a pretty neat tool. You should have unionized, bro. You want me to go back in and say, hold the taser? 
Um, let me figure out how much money I have. I don't, if I had to guess, I don't think this person has ever sold anything, so I don't know if we have to ask them to hold anything. <laughs> he did hold stuff well, with, like, no down payment. Yeah. Actually, Terry, do you have any money? Yeah, I have money. How much you got? I'm not telling you. <laughs> I mean, That's we fair. gave you all of our money to get here, uh, but all right. Like, no big deal. You know, it's apparently sharing one way, but not the other. We didn't. We I didn't give my money with expectations. Did you give? I, I didn't give it with expectations, but, uh, you know, we're all here together doing, like, things together, and we take care of each other. And you know what? You're right. I shouldn't be expecting a little girl to take care of me. I should be taking care of the little girl. You're right. Oh, Edith, just emotionally manipulating a 12-year-old for money. She's just going to, like, pat your leg or something and be like, oh, I'll buy you lunch. Thanks. Uh, I appreciate that there, Cherry. Uh, okay. Uh, why don't we go head out to this uh, candy factory bar? How much does the electric thing cost? Uh, I don't know. You want me to go in and check? I'll, I'll go in and check. Hey, hey, Calvin, how much is that uh, taser, the double shock taser? Oh, uh, that that's uh, that's 15, 15 gold. And she goes back outside. Cherry, it's 15 gold. I suppose. How many charges per day? I, I, I don't know. If you want to pop in there, you could probably ask. Or it... I can do it for you. I'll just do it for you. All right, let me go ask. Hey, hey, Calvin, uh, how many yeah. charges per day on that taser? Or how's it work? How's it recharge? Oh, uh, batteries. You just use normal batteries. Do you not have batteries? I've got batteries. Uh, they are not rechargeable, though. Do we have batteries? No, we don't have batteries. Where would we get <laughs> Where would we have batteries? I do have batteries. Batteries and garbage stickers. Yeah. Stamps. All right. Uh, okay. So it and how many charges off of, off one set of batteries, do you think? Oh, you can probably get 10, 12 charges out of it. All right. We'll take we'll take the, the taser. It, ba- so batteries are included with the 15 gold? Yeah. I mean, there's batteries inside of it. I don't know how charged they are. But we've got got some batteries. I'll just sell them to you for another gold. 16 gold for a sec- second set of batteries. All right, I'll be right back with your gold. Hold all right, on a all right great. Thanks, thanks. Uh, oh, I'm making so many sales. Hey, Cherry, okay, 16 gold, and it gets you the taser with included batteries, but an, and we can get an extra set of batteries for another one gold. So 16 gold total. I feel like this is an excellent deal. Right. My very first weapon I'm buying myself. I'm so proud of you. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so uh, she's going to hand over the gold, and you see that she has to take a button out of the bag. A button? It's just a little button in her purse. All right. Uh, Edith walks in, gives the 16 gold to Calvin. Great. Calvin will hand you the two-way taser. And the extra batteries. And extra batteries, yes. Can you bag this up for me? Oh, sure. And he grabs an extra large bag and puts the small taser and batteries into it and hurls it on Amazing. The... Ah, there you go. Thank you. You're welcome. You're <laughs> welcome, huh? Why do we continue to give these places money? <laughs> Because they could be useful. They could be. They could be All useful. Right, here, here you go, Terry. Good good purchase. Thank you. Let's go get lunch. At the bar? I mean, yeah. The candy factory was recommended stop from Calvin. So see, there was, there was a need to be there. He had some useful information. I think that was the longest you've lasted in one of those shops, though, Brandon. Ten seconds? I did wait for Cherry to leave first, and then I left. <laughs> While you make your way over to the candy factory, we will make our way over to the gay agenda.
Welcome to the Gay Agenda, the part in our show where we thank our patrons, talk about updates on the show, and highlight some LGBTQ artists. First, I get to thank our newest patrons, and both of them are from Europe. Again, I think this is five or six people in a row from Europe. Awesome. You all are great. So first, thank you to our newest bucketeer, Andrew, and thank you to our newest pickle of our eye, Ruby. Ruby is our first Norwegian pickles, so we'll find out how long it takes a merch pack to be sent to Norway, but it will be on its way soon. We hope you both enjoy the bonus episodes and everything else our Patreon has to offer. If you would like to check out our Patreon, go to patreon.com backslash rollgayroleplay. We actually just released a public poll on our Patreon to help us set the setting for Season 5. That's right, the cursed season is coming to an end this summer. That means our story is going to close and we need to write a new one. And we want your help with the setting. So go to our Patreon, you do not have to be a paying member for this poll. So if you go to our Patreon, you will find the Season 5 poll where you can help us decide the setting for the new season. There are so many good choices, I can't wait to get started on it, but first, we gotta finish this season. And before we get back to the show, we have an artist to highlight. This week, we're highlighting an artist that does watercolor portraits in fantasy art. Not only is she talented, she has one of the best Twitter handles I've heard, so follow her at Sexiest Potato, that's potato with two O's, Potato? Potato? Sexiest Potato. Now that we've gone up Gay Agenda Avenue, we will take you over to the Candy Factory. Uh, yeah, so the Candy Factory is a standalone brick building, but the bricks do look like chocolate bars. It has a frosted glass door, and there is a barrel-chested bouncer standing in a black tee and long shorts uh, in front of the door. And he goes, one gold for the cover. Okay. And uh, Cherry's going to hand out uh, four gold, right? Mm-hmm. There's four of us. All right, the bouncer will take it and uh, open the door for you. Cherry is going to say everyone can get one sandwich and one drink. (laughs) (laughs) What if I want want two drinks? You will have to buy the second drink. This isn't fair. How come come you don't care about me? (laughs) (laughs) What if we share dessert? But nothing with gingerbread in it. Of course not. Oh, my God. It's like eating wolf. Um, Is this like a bed and breakfast or is this just a bar? So you walk in and first behind the uh, frosted door is just another small room with another dark door with no glass in it whatsoever. Um, And then when you open that door, there is music playing throughout the room. Um, It's like a dark red color mostly throughout. And there is a full bar along the left wall. There is a variety of bartenders, all of them very scantily dressed. Uh, And then to the right, there is a stage where there are uh, round and oblong-shaped candy-coated chocolates that are dancing on stage in white heels. (gasps) Is Cherry allowed to be in here? The bouncer let you in. You paid. It's it's fairy world. It's like a fantasy Hooters. I could be 400 years old. Right. Exactly. You're fine. Yeah. I, I go, can I go up to the bartender? Sure. Plenty of bartenders. All of them will kind of look at you as you walk up. Yes. Can I get you? Oh, hello. I'm Florals and Spring, but you can call me Clear. Oh my God. I'm so hungry. What do you have around here that I can eat? We've got a lot of finger food. Pizza, wings, nachos. Fingers. All right, thank you. Can I have Fingers. um can I have the nachos, but not the cheese, just the chips? Yeah, you just want chips? Just the chips. I'll, I'll take the cheese. Uh, no, 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 no cheese. Yeah, the dancers will lick the cheese right off your fingers if you need them to. So, I mean, I would get the cheese. Uh, no, no cheese, just the chips. No? Okay, sure. Uh, anyone else? Anything? Thank you. 
Uh, yeah, I'm interested in some hard candy. Do you, do y'all have... I mean, we got a room in back. Well, how much... Uh, hey, hey, oh god, Jared, how much money do you have? I don't know if I'm allowed to be in here without a parent's <laughs> note. That's okay, I got I got you, Cherry. Uh, just don't don't worry about it. Cherry, what do you want? You want pizza? Uh, we'll we'll send we'll send Humphrey off if if he wants to go. Well, there's is a chance to learn information about this area. Sure, learn information. Wink, wink. Maybe we should find a place to stay the night so that, you know, florals could attune with their magic so we aren't bumming off a 12-year-old. Why don't we just get some food here, see if we can't find uh, the princess squire, and I'll just, I'm just going to get a drink and, and, and mingle around. Uh, Humphrey, you want to, like, stay, just stay here with Cherry while she eats. Yeah, sure. I'll do that. Yeah, she's just getting a grilled cheese and parking at the bar. Uh, are there any bartenders still near me? Yeah. All right. In case you forgot who I am, I am Florals and Spring. What do you happen to know about the fairy godmother? Oh, nope. No, no, no. We're just here to enjoy the ladies, huh? Just, uh... Let's not have that conversation here. Don't talk loud. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. You, yeah. you are... You, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. No. You're not from here, are you? Why? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm actually, yeah. um, I'm from the forest uh, where my dear friend lives. And I point to Cherry. And then I also say, sir, why, yeah. why do we not like she who must not be named? Okay. I'm assuming that you tip your bartenders well, right? Absolutely. And I look at, Cle- I look at Cherry again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need to see something up front before I say anything else because... You never know who's listening, and I know that we have some people connected to royalty that frequent here. So, you know what we could do? Uh, what if what if we pay for Cleo and Humphrey to go into a back room, and I'll just watch out here for Cherry. I won't get anything to eat, and maybe that money can go towards whatever it costs to get them back there to have a private conversation. Cleo gives you a chip. <laughs> Humphrey gives you a finger full of cheese. Oh, this is this is crazy. too much. Cherry's just gonna fork over all the extra cash she has. She's gonna she's just gonna hand over the bag. We'll just take that grilled cheese to go. How about that? Okay, here you go. I mean, you're right. You helped get me here. The least I can do is help get you into a into a back room. <laughs> I I don't know what that means though. They're they're just gonna have a private conversation. I do believe. It's probably a sex thing. Oh my god! Uh, it's, pro- it's with one of those private dancers kind of moment thing where they ask information, you know, like the do like detectives do. I think that's what they're gonna do. Let's let's get can, yeah, just a grilled cheese to go. We'll be standing over here by the door. So the bartender will get you whatever orders you needed, and then we'll see the amount of gold that was just placed, and just like, uh huh, all right, yeah, um, let's go uh, this way, and the bartender will come around the bar and walk to a behind the wall type of area uh you'll go into a room that has just a, a curtain that closes and then they'll say okay but we're gonna talk quiet here what do you want to know why are the why are the king and the fairy godmother at such odd ends with each other and why is the fairy godmother turning people into cookies and why is the king demanding so many so much money from his from the people that serve him 
the king's going through a lot right now first he's got two sons missing and a third that's potentially going to be going missing the issue with the fairy godmother is that she's making people disappear and trying to blame it on other people and that's what the king has sworn by since day one we're all in this city you're not going to hear anybody talk bad about the king at all and you cannot mention the fairy godmother outside of here like don't let anyone hear you talking about her how long ago did the king's two sons go missing uh one went missing about three four weeks ago and then the other one maybe two weeks ago and he just sent his third and final son uh out on a recovery mission really he's trying to get them married off but they keep going missing before they reach the person they're supposed to marry you did say uh one is potentially going missing how what does that mean well so one son went off uh, and they went missing, never reached the place they were supposed to reach. And then the second son went off, and they went missing and never reached the place they were supposed to reach. So now the third son just went off, I think, yesterday, two days ago. And uh, we haven't heard anything yet, so history tends to repeat itself. Yeah, I think the the definition of insanity is sending your kids off and expecting different results or something. Yeah, look, the king's not the most sane person. I'll, I'll admit that. Here, not out there. The king is great. We'll always say that. The thing with the fairy godmother is that they really don't like each other. And she comes in here making a lot of demands. She just barged in on him and said we needed to shut down everything, make sure that everyone was, you know, safe. But no one in Ebony North has gone missing. So we don't see what's happening. And if the king doesn't see it, the king doesn't really care. So you would say the fairy godmother is not the reason that his sons are missing? I doubt it. I mean, it doesn't make much sense. That's not the direction they were going. I mean, she's she's come into Ebony North before, and she's never made anyone go missing here. So I, I, I don't think that she's to blame. I do think she's a little crazy, though. Would you happen to know if any of uh, the people, maybe like bodyguards or servants, that went with either of the sons, did anyone make it back that we may talk to them? No. So the... Uh... Yeah, for some reason, the king has been sending his sons alone, like, to, like, prove their manhood or whatever. It's really dumb. So the third son's squire has been in here pretty much day and night. The prince left him a lot of money in case he didn't come back, and the squire is blowing through it. And where is that person uh, right now? If he's not downstairs looking at the stage, then he's in one of these rooms. Uh, but don't. Don't go barging into these rooms. No, there's there's full full chocolate stars going on. Uh, <laughs> oh no. Um. Okay. Um. Cleo uh, makes up his mind and he tells uh, he tells Humphrey, Humphrey, I think that it is my job since I'm used to not getting much sleep. Uh, it is probably my job to wait for this individual, and then I can question him. So I'm going to go sit down by the stage and wait for him. And then when he finally emerges, I will have the conversation with him about what's going on with the king and the sons. Yeah, I think we need to find well, where the sons are or the, the one son that's left and maybe escort him and find out why they're disappearing. I agree. So you... Do you want to sit by the stage and all burst in all the rooms, or do you, do you want to burst in all the rooms and all sit by the stage? Uh, uh, I'm free. I don't think that uh, this kind bartender told us to please not barge into the rooms. 
uh, we should definitely wait patiently for the for the for this person, the squire. Right. Well, they can't hear us. We're in a we're in a back room. No one can hear uh, the secrets that are said. Right, right. But we should still uh, wait patiently and not barge in on anyone's business. Right. Humphrey winks. I, I, you know, and I think that I believe that wink. <laughs> or I, I, you know, I believe that wink or I'm just not paying attention because I have a job now. So I thank the bartender and then I go sit. I'm going to leave and wait by the stage before I leave. Fuck what? I don't even know what this person looks like. So I ask uh, the bartender, I say, um, bartender, do you happen to know uh, what this uh, squire looks like? That if I happen to see him, I can then go directly to him. Uh, he's got long, blonde, uh, unwashed hair. A- average build, real dumb look on his face, if that makes sense. He's probably a- at least a little drunk or high on something. Uh, and he's going to have his face in some chocolate, you know? I feel like you're describing me right now. Good Lord. If Cleo is walking up back towards the stage, Humphrey is going to go the other direction towards the rooms. How many rooms are there in this place? There are five more rooms. Six rooms total. You were just in one. Humphrey's going to cast Infestation. Okay. Uh, and I think it's, I think I'm going to flavor this like it's my pigeons that are going to try and <laughs> burst into the rooms and be like, oh no, this is d- dirty birds. Got it. I just would like to remind you that he could also just be down by the stage. Yeah, we'll find out. Okay, so what does infestation do? The birds are like... I'm trying to make it seem like it's not me doing it, but like vermin. I'm trying to shut down this establishment, I guess. Really trying to hurt their business. (laughs) Okay, so this is basically your your pigeons are, are running into the rooms, flying in. Yeah, it's supposed to be a cloud of mites or fleas or parasites, but I'm gonna say pigeons. Yeah, got they are them. parasites. Let's use them, but like in an unaffectionate way. When that happens, you hear some screams, some startling, a couple of uh, ooh birds. Uh, but for okay. the most part, people are are running out of there. You've got um, some partially uncovered chocolates. Their candy coating has been removed, running out. Oh my god! What does that even mean? It means they're dying, Katie. That's how they. That's how they take off their clothes. They have to remove their candy coating. You're twelve. You'll understand later. Okay. There's other candy people? Yeah, all the all the dancers are candy people. They're round and oblong-shaped chocolate candy-coated people that have white Yeah, heels. they melt in your mouth, oh. not in your hand. Are these sexy M&Ms? <laughs> oh, my With, gosh. Yeah, without these being... are all green M&Ms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's trans? Is she? Yes. Yes, wow. the green M&M yeah. is trans. The sexiest M&M. Who said that? The green M&M said that? Her- no, Hershey's. Oh, so Hershey's just decided to out the green M&M. By giving her sneakers, is Hershey's related to M and M's? Are those the same company? I don't think Hershey so. Make M&M's? Are they? Aren't they? Yeah, I think they are. One conglomerate owns them. We just released some pigeons into the private rooms of the candy factory, and you hear some screams, some uncovered chocolates with their candy coating uh, in hand, uh, running out along with their patrons, who some of them have some untucked shirts. Let's say, right. Mm. Do any of them look like they have dirty, blonde, long hair? Uh, no. No, none of them. None of them. Uh, they all have dark hair or uh, don't fit the description of who you're looking for. Okay. Humphrey also kind of runs panicky from there, being like, Oh, pigeons, how do I... Who did this? That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> K- 
Okay. We'll uh, move our way to Cleo as everyone makes their way downstairs. Okay, so I'm sitting by the stage, and you're asking if I... Uh, can I do, like, an investigation check or anything? Yeah, that's a great idea, actually. I'll have advantage. So that was a... I rolled a three and a four. <laughs> okay. Well, you, you do notice that Edith and Cherry are standing at the door, and they've been downstairs for a bit. You don't notice anybody. Maybe you're just a little bit distracted by the uh, naked chocolate on stage. Or the hordes of people running out of the back room area. Possibly. Quite possibly. I go over to uh, Cherry and Edith and I say, Sorry, we got a lot of information out of the bartender. And sorry, we're looking for the Princess Squire. This individual is going to have greasy blonde hair. And uh, kind of really, uh, as they say, dumb looking. So not too bright in the face. Did you happen to see anyone that may have matched that description while you two have been down here? Why don't you both roll investigation as well? 14. Okay. You know, I think that's actually going to be okay. After you get a description of the person you're looking for, Edith, you can see the room. uh, People are running down the stairs, dispersing from the vermin attack. Humphrey comes down, uh, still acting, ah, shocked. And you notice that there is a man fitting this description that is coming out of the bathroom and making his way to the stage. A little stumbly, sits down at the stage. There's uh, already a drink there. Clearly he had a spot. Uh, He puts a gold coin on the uh, sill of the stage and sits down and waits. That man right there looks like he could use a, you know, a washing in the bucket. And I say, R, that must be in. That's the Princess Squire. Um, he looks a little inebriated. Possibly we could go over there and ask him a few questions. And so I start making my way over to him. Yeah, you go ahead. I'm going to stay here with Cherry. Actually, I've done my grilled cheese if you want me to tag along. Yeah, hey, Cherry, uh, so inside this building, there is kind of adult content. So you, you might be seeing some of those pieces of candy taken off their outer shells i i don't know are you comfortable with that is that something inappropriate for you i I, i'm not sure i've I've never been a i don't know how it goes in this fairy realm i'm just gonna put on some really dark sunglasses okay uh do you want me to get you an extra grilled cheese or something Nah, i'm good i think uh, i should just keep my hands ready in case i see something super inappropriate i promise not to tell my mom about this Well, I don't want you to keep a secret from your mother. That seems a little... (laughs) I just don't think it should be my first priority to tell her. You've got the uh, squire sitting at the stage, uh, awaiting some attention from a dancer, if you'd like to approach him. Whoever would like to. I pull up a chair, and I sit right next to him. And I say, hello, I'm Florals in Spring, and you must be the princess squire. Oh, yeah, I am. I am. That's me. I'm Macaroni McGee. Oh, your name is awful. Um, <laughs> you said that to him? Thanks, that's not very nice of you. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, I have a penchant uh, for saying things uh, that I don't mean. Um, opposite day. Uh, oh, no, I get it. That's why I come here for attention. Oh, my God. <sighs> okay. Okay. <laughs> As you, hold on, hold on. I don't hold on. I'll talk to you in a second. Baby Ruth's coming, and I like her milk jugs. Uh, nor, uh, nor, uh, nor, uh, nor, oh nor, um, nor, I have something very important to ask you. The princes have gone missing, and I've been told that you could possibly help us because the third prince is uh, possibly missing as well, and we need to figure out how to get to them. He just left yesterday, two days ago. Yeah, three left. 
Uh, you, I can tell you where he was going. I mean, what do you, he's already left, so you're not going to be able to escort him right now. He's already on his way to Ekru Ice Caps. He's on his way as, as we speak, so possibly we could, is it possible that we could catch up to him? Well, I don't know. It depends on how fast you are, I guess. Well, thank you. Now that we know where he's going, I, I think that it would also be awesome if you came with us so that you could help us on our journey to the prince. Because there's rumors that he might be missing. He might go missing as well. And we don't want that to happen. Yeah, well, no, three was very clear. He told me that I was supposed to stay here and not follow him because he was going to do this on his own because he's a man, big man. <laughs> but the other tour princes said the same thing and they went missing and we can't have this happen to the third yeah they did they did both of them one and two both went missing and now three i mean he's not he's a little smarter than the other two what do, and then i pull out my Enchiridion and like i have a map and i say show me where he's going for sure it's actually a short distance it's just basically straight up north from ebony north you're looking at Ekru ice caps it's one of the marked uh cities from the legend okay uh, it looks like it's in a, quite an icy tundra area, so ice caps would make sense. It's going to be a colder environment. Uh, but there's a road even, so it looks like it shouldn't be too hectic to get to. Oh, okay, good. So people going missing before they reach there, a little odd. Who exactly is the prince supposed to be marrying? There's a there's a dozen princesses up in Akru Ice Caps, and he's supposed to marry one of them. Okay. Yeah, I don't know which one, though. They all look alike to me. Wow. They're all white. It's it's because they're all white. Yes, their parents are cousins. Ashley, Shaylee, Taylee. Ew, uh, ew. <laughs> yeah. So, I um I gather up the I gather up Edith and Humphrey and Cherry, and I say, the prince is off to the ice caps, and we need to go past Ebony North and go find him before he goes missing. Yeah, I wouldn't mind if you did that, actually, because that would I would, I mean, he left me a lot of money to make sure I was okay in case he didn't come back. But then I don't have a job, you know, and these ladies, he's, uh, they take up a lot of my time. Oh, and he's just staring off at the dancers now. All right. So is, is there a reason we need to make sure that this random prince that we don't know doesn't go missing? What, what does this have to do with the fairy godmother? Did you say that in front of the squire? Oh. Yeah. The... And he's in there. What are you? What are you? Hold on. Why are you talking about that person? Hold on. Who are you guys? Well, uh, all right. Calm down, Squire. Acting like a cat with around a bunch of rocking chairs here. Uh, no big deal. But if you see my brother here, Humphrey, he's turning into a cookie, and we need to stop that. And the only way we can think of to stop that is the fairy godmother, because oh, yeah. she's the one that cursed him. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, yeah, because the fairy godmother's bad, and the king's good. I understand that. Now I got to report this to the king. I'll let the king know that there's been another attack on a person from the fairy godmother and how awful she is. And maybe we'll try and infiltrate again. They will. I don't. No, I mean, this happened a long time ago. Let's not, you know. Well, hang on. I'm still a little bit upset about it. <laughs> Humphrey was trespassing on her property well, unknowingly. <laughs> I, unknowingly. But at the same time. Well, whose side are you on? Uh, she, that, was, that was like over and above what the punishment should be for accidental trespassing. I mean, who owns land, right? Yeah, King TBD does. Yeah. I, okay, well, I don't think this needs to be a big thing. We can just pretend like I didn't talk to you about that because that happened a long time ago. This is a different thing. It's not related to you 
or the king at this moment. This is from way back when. Well, well, I feel like maybe this will, uh, like a two birds, one ferret godmother situation. If he can introduce oh. us to the king, the king can find a way to get us closer to the ferret godmother, and then we solve all our problems. Let me talk to the king about this issue. He's not he's not meeting with anyone with his sons missing. That's his, his but maybe because you have this issue and I tell him that you're looking for his son, then maybe I can have him meet with you when you bring him his son with his wife. How is that? How does that work? Prince princess, Wait, you come I'm back just... and then you meet the king and then we all get rid of the fairy godmother. So this king, you want you want to bring us there? Well, I'm not bringing you to the king now. I'm I'm enjoying my time off. I work for the prince, so you got to bring me the prince to tell me what to do. Because right now he told me to stay here and spend money, so I'm gonna stare at these chocolate boobies. How about I'm you sure. give us a little bit of the prince's cash to go save the prince? Oh no, I was specifically not supposed to help. I'm no health inspector, but this place was just filled with pigeons, and I'm pretty sure they're shutting down the building. I have put gold in chocolate buttholes. I am not afraid of a bird. Well, hang on. Would would you put gold in a bird's butthole? What? I don't think I like that. Okay, maybe we should go look for the prince. So if you're gonna bring the prince, I will be right here enjoying myself as as instructed. Okay, uh, Cleo, why don't you lead the way? Let's go get this prince, bring it back to this, this squire. I don't think we even got the squire's name. Is it important? Macaroni McGee. It's Mac, yeah, Macaroni McGee. Oh. Oh my Macaroni. god, I hate his name. You created the name, Katie. This is something you said. I just Okay, it. fair enough. Oh my gosh, are you trying to do Katie's accent? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I would have hated it if that was my accent. <laughs> so yeah, I guess we're gonna be on our way to the to the ice caps. Uh maybe you wanna rest before then? Get some uh, attunement happening? Or Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, how much gold did you have, Katie? Or maybe just message me if you don't want to tell everybody. No, I had like 38 gold. Okay, well, we're going to take like all of it then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that bartender was expensive. It's your own monies. There is, of course, the Black Hotel. Let you guys stay at, we'll let you get a room, and we can talk more about that on the next episode of Roll Gay Roleplay. Congratulations, you've advanced the story a bit today. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I made a single Yay. roll. No, this was, this was a very storyline-driven day. We'll find out next time. We'll go find out princes. In case you missed it, the princes' names were one, two, and three. What? Oh, my God. They didn't have real names? Well, the king's name is TBD, fair so... Enough. Yeah, and the king's not good with names, so he just named them numbers. That's fair. That's so funny. <laughs> you'll, you'll find out more about the princes and the storyline ahead on the next episode of Roll Gay Roleplay. Uh, I'm Chris the DM. You can find me on all social media at Chris Drinks Lemonade and on Twitter at Chris the DM. I'm Tisha. You can find me on Instagram at the number one Tish the number one and on Twitch at Tish TTRPG. Oh, I'm Brandon. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at Blue Cotton Candy Cosplay. Hi, my name is Katie, and and I'm uh, still not allowed back on the internet, yeah. so you can't find me anywhere online. Hi, I'm Jonathan, and my audio keeps fucking up, so I'm pissed. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.
an RGRP LLC production. Music by Joe Barsanti.